We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Variety is the spice to life, especially for your dog. All right, so today I want to talk about rotate, rotational feeding. It's really important. It's something we talk a lot about in the shop. And it's something that's becoming more and more popular, increasingly popular as pet parents are seeing the benefits of feeding a variety of foods and formulas. So what is rotational feeding for dogs or cats? Stay tuned until the end of the episode where Anthony answers a customer's question. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. This is the practice of, of rotating your dog's food. So you could be rotating through different formulas within a brand. You could be uh, transitioning through different proteins types of food going from dry to raw to you know canned food or air dried food freeze dried it's just essentially it's just getting a variety of foods into your dog's diet which is so so important i just i can't emphasize enough how important it is for for you to incorporate as much as you can as much whole foods much real food as you as you can into your dog's diet and even then even if you can't you know, you're not willing to do whole foods or real food. I mean, I would at least the bare minimum would be to rotate through different formulas of whatever kind of food you're feeding. So even if you're feeding kibble, I really recommend whether you're feeding kibble or raw or whatever, just getting a, a rotation in. There's a really good quote from uh, veterinarian Dr. Gene Dodds that kind of really encapsulates this, but it's just that no one dietary formula, no matter how complete and balanced it is, can meet all of an animal's nutritional needs over an extended period. So if, you know, for example, if you're feeding Purina 1 or, or say ZD prescription diet, your dog is not getting everything she needs. There's just, there's just absolutely no way. So anyways, today I wanted to, to briefly discuss, you know, why, why only feeding one formula for a long period of time is, is detrimental to your dog's health. And then also talk about the benefits of, of just of rotational feeding. And, and then finally, how you can start implementing rotational feeding into your pet's life and ensure they're getting a variety of nutrients from a slew of, of whole food sources. So eating the same foods or eating the same form, formulation can do a lot of things. First, I want to talk about how it can create a food monotony or, or I guess boredom with food. So picky eaters will actually, we see this all the time, fangs and fur, but picky eaters will get sick of eating the same thing over and over. You know, we have a lot of customers that, you know, they, they came in and they transitioned to raw food. For example, they transition, we usually get them on like Steve's turkey right away. 
and the dog loves it, like devours it, just smashes the meal. Um, but after about a month, the dog really start, like turns their nose up to it, wants something, wants something different. That's one of the good things about rotating through different formulas and different proteins is is keeping your dog interested in the food. You know, you wouldn't want to eat the same thing over and over and over again, and it just doesn't make sense, anyways. I mean, if if left, if dogs or cats left to their own devices in the wild, you know, they'd be eating many different things. They wouldn't be eating the same exact thing every single day, multiple times a day. Um, it's just not natural. It's not natural for them to, to do that. So I always talk about total cereal, you know, if, you know, it says that it's complete, it's a complete food. I think it's like, it's like wheat and corn syrup and sugar with a bunch of vitamins added to it. So you know, it says that it's complete on the box and, you know, it has 100% of your vitamins and minerals in there. But by no means would you be thriving if you ate that every single day with nothing else. So there's there's that. There's food monotony. You're also just, by the very nature of it, you're going to have nutritional deficiencies. I don't care if it says complete and balanced on that bag or on that box or whatever packaging. There's no way that you're getting all of their nutrients from that from that formula. We also have, I mean, this, this, we could go into about, you know, some of the major issues with our modern farming practices, you know, our soils are, you know, the best scientists say will be depleted in 50 years, meaning that we'll, you know, won't even be able to yield crop in this country in that time frame, just because of the intense farming practices and use of, of so many chemicals and pesticides and insecticides like glyphosate or, or Roundup. And then in addition, you know, animals are being fed glyphosate-laden foods and, and they themselves are being injected with growth hormones and antibiotics and, you know, and the crops too, you know, obviously they're being sprayed with all those chemicals. So if you're feeding a food that has high concentrations of these, these toxins with nothing else, I mean, obviously it will not bode well for your pet. So, you know, you want to get a variety in there for, for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, going back to nutritional deficiencies i just want to make a make it clear that you know you're if if you're feeding um i don't care who's making it i mean i could you know purina or, or uh, mars hills diet they're mostly produced by the same people anyways but if you're feeding that and you're thinking that your dog is getting everything for you know everything they need to to thrive i'm telling you right now you are you are gravely mistaken that is that is that is not true they need a variety of foods Feeding pets a, a restricted diet, so again, so you're feeding them one formula. This will create an environment in the gut where the bacteria will be so specific that any change to that diet will cause a digestive upset. So essentially, the, the microbiome in the gut will consider any new food an invader and, and will reject it. You know, and then you'll see things like bloating and gas, diarrhea, etc. And this is very common in the modern dog. A lot of people think their dogs have all these, oh, they can't eat this, they can't eat that. And it's like, no, we just haven't introduced any other foods. This dog's been eating the same exact food for years. We just need to slowly start adding in more things to their diet so that their microbiome can adjust. The bacteria in our guts actually feed on different foods we eat. So, you know, by eating a, a cornucopia of foods, we will create a, a really diverse, resilient, robust, healthy microbiome, which is, of course, the foundation of health. You know, I know lots of dog owners who are struggling with this and have overcame it. And by struggling, I mean, you know, dogs being super sensitive to a bunch of different foods. And, and we were able to overcome it by just adding, a, getting a good rotation of foods in over time. So, we'll, and we'll talk about how to do that here in a bit. But... I hear lots of veterinarians too that will be recommending a single diet for the pet's entire life. And 
they're okay with this because the label says complete imbalance and that's what their education tells them. But I'm telling you right now, that is that is false. It is, it is so incredibly inaccurate and it's actually a pretty just preposterous statement that they'd even think, you know, just to recommend one formula for, for an animal's entire life. You know, and it kind of goes back to the, the uh, quote that I had mentioned before from Dr. Gene Dodds that says, no one dietary formula, no matter how complete and balanced it is, can meet all of an animal's nutritional needs over an extended period of time. Another thing that will happen too, when you're feeding the same food over and over and over again, is it creates allergies and food sensitivities. I oft- often make the analogy of, of how doctors will actually develop, a, a lot of doctors develop an allergy to latex because they're constantly putting latex gloves on. They're constantly being exposed and in contact with latex. And soon enough, the body you know, produces an allergy or a sensitivity against it. So it's interesting, you know, we, this, this happened in the pet food industry. So all these dogs were being put on these novelty proteins, right? So we saw, I think lamb was like the first novelty protein. The problem is with that, and they were put on these novelty proteins because they had all these sensitivities. They couldn't eat any other proteins. It was They had to do something different that they'd never been exposed to. So let's put them on this lamb and rice formula. But they're only novelty proteins, meaning that, I mean, they're only novelty for a certain amount of time. So meaning that, you know, they're a new protein for the dog and they, you know, haven't developed an allergy against it yet. But, you know, what if you feed it every day or every week, month, year, et cetera, you know, an allergy will develop. So even the most novelty protein will become an allergy if, if fed consistently. And so that's why, so now you see, you know, we saw the lamb formulas and then they said switch to venison, which by the way, both are two hot proteins. So I wouldn't recommend those anyways for dogs with, with allergies and things like that. But, and then we saw kangaroo, you know, and then, you know, yeah, I think there's even a crocodile one out there. I can't, they, they just, they're kind of all over the place with it. But the important thing is, is that they, what we've learned from this is that you, you can't just put your dog on one food their entire lives. All right. Cause, cause it's going to the repetition of that and them eating the same thing day in and day out, they will get sensitivities. It will develop allergies for those. So, so let's get into some rotational feedings. Stop guessing what's being added to your pet's food. Feed your pet food made from the freshest and healthiest ingredients found in Steve's Real Food. Every Steve's formula is pH balanced and uses only 100% natural, high-quality USDA-inspected free-range meats and unprocessed whole and functional foods. Steve doesn't contain any synthetic supplements or ingredients that can't be identified on the ingredient label. Plus, it's loaded with beneficial bacteria from goat milk. We know that what you choose to feed your pet is just as important as what you choose to feed yourself, which is why Steve's Real Food is formulated for optimal health that exceeds AFCO minimums. Steve's is not only great for your pet, but great for the environment. Your pet's food is manufactured by using hydroelectric power and sold to you in a fully recyclable package. Be sure to take advantage of the frequent buyer club. Buy 12 bags of Steve's Real Food, get one free. See how much better your pet will feel after just a few weeks on Steve's Real Food. Find out more in the podcast show notes kind of going off of what I what I was talking about earlier the benefits of doing a good rotation of foods and formulas is that you're going to you're going to a you're going to keep finicky eaters interested in their food which you know we surprisingly enough there's a lot of picky eaters I never really had too much experience with that because you know Mozzie eats whatever I put on his platter is going down but you know, we like a lot of doodles these days. I notice this in doodles all the time, and I think it's the poodle in them. I'm not quite sure, but they're extremely picky or finicky. 
um, are just not big eaters in general. So, but what does work oftentimes is getting a good, just switching up their foods and getting them a good variety. Another benefit is you're, you're going to create a healthier gut, which means you're going to create a healthier microbiome, a more diverse, you know, system of, of microbes and bacteria in their gut. And this will improve obviously a lot of things. One, their, their immune system, but also their digestive system as well. So and then you're just going to benefit from their overall array of nutrients that you're adding in, right? So, you know, different amino acids and different ratios, depending on, on the protein that you're feeding, you know, different phytochemicals, depending on what, you know, your, or phytonutrients from what your, you know, blueberries and strawberries and cranberries and, you know, things like that. So just getting an array of nutrients in there will obviously, you know, keep them from developing deficiencies, but um, they're going to be benefiting, benefiting from all that, um, all those other nutrients you otherwise wouldn't be getting. Of course, you have a reduced risk of, of developing allergies because you're not just, like we talked about earlier, you're not just feeding the same formula over and over. You're not feeding the same exact foods over and over and over again, multiple times a day, you know, every single day. So you're you're going to definitely be reducing the risk of, of having them develop allergies. And then lastly, you know, it's, <laughs> this is kind of a funny one, but supplier issues. You know, you can feed, you know, having the availability or the freedom to feed another protein if one is not available is really um, important. You know, we see this a lot. We have a lot of food, a lot of companies that will, for whatever reason, there's a couple companies that will, like around the holidays, specifically like Thanksgiving and Christmas, you'll see a shortage in turkey because they're using really high quality turkey, the same ones that we want. And demand for the turkey is really high at that time and they just can't, they can't keep up. They don't have enough supply. And so I, we won't have turkey in for a couple months and people will panic because their dog is only eating the turkey. So it's just a good idea to, you know, get a good rotation in so that you're not just, you know, solely reliable, relying on one protein source. So how do you start doing this? How do you start getting a good rotation in? Well, first you want to choose what brands you want to use, or maybe for now you just start with one brand and rotate through the proteins. So this is typically how we start in the shop. We'll, you know, say we'll, we'll start with Steve's and Northwest Naturals and, you know, they both of those companies have a really great variety. So usually we'll start with, you know, a protein and then after a while we'll switch to a new one. And if it's a sensitive dog, we'll do it slowly. But, you know, just also remember you don't have to be married to one brand. You know, my dogs, yes, they primarily eat one brand, but I alternate pretty frequently with other brands. I often add things to their food. I mean, I add, I add things to their food every day. Don't be afraid to feed your dog the same food that you're eating. So I think, you know, with the exception of, you know, onions and, and grapes, chocolate, obviously, and, and things like that, you know, all this other stuff is really good for them. You know, broccoli sprouts is, is kind of a big thing right now. Blueberries, strawberries, like all this, all this stuff we can share. Bananas, you know, all these things we can share with our pets and are extremely beneficial. Jordan makes fun of me all the time because I actually, Mozzie, it's, it's actually didn't sound, until I told her, I didn't realize how, how ridiculous this was, but I, um, Mozzie doesn't eat blueberries like by himself. Like I have to, <laughs> I have to bite half of it and then give him the other half. So we'll just like sit in front of the refrigerator and I'll eat half a blueberry and give him the other half, but you know, whatever it takes, right. To get them to eat some real food. He really likes them in halves. They just won't, it's a texture thing, you know? So sometimes you gotta, I don't know, get creative. You know, when you're, when you're, if your dog's never had any kind of, they've been on one kind of food for a long period of time, 
I do recommend doing a, a slow kind of transition. So if you want to say starting to add a different kind of food, I would definitely do the, you know, the, the old one quarter of the, the new food to uh, three quarters of the, the old food. And you would do that for a few days. I usually say about three days and you check your stools, your stools are good. Then, you know, you move on. Then you go to half of the new food to half of the old food and you keep moving in, in quarters. So then three fourths to one fourth and so on. And this should take about seven to 14 days, you know, and this is just something when you're doing, when you're trying out a new food to rotate through the first, you know, maybe just the first time, or maybe the first two or three times you have to do this slow transition, but it's not something you have to do forever. You know, my dogs are constantly eating new foods and proteins without any kind of transition. They just do, we just do cold Turkey. So, you know, how we do it is, you know, my, I'll bring home one carton of food and they'll eat that for a week. And then the next carton I bring home, I make sure it's a different protein or even a different brand or a formula. So I'm just, I'm just keeping it. I'm just rotating through a whole bunch of different foods for them, but they've all had these before many times now. So they don't have any digestive issues with them. And even, you know, we'll, we do a bunch of new stuff too. And if I do add something new, you know, I do it small amount first and just kind of let them adjust. But I just want to let you know, it's not something that you're going to have to transition through every single time. You know, it's, it's once, once they've had these foods a few times, maybe even just one time, maybe they've never even had to have had them. Maybe they just have really good guts and they can just adjust accordingly. But most of the time you have to kind of do that process one or two times and then you're good to go. Then you can just, you can just do cold Turkey and they have no problems with it. I also just, as a reminder, this is for all kinds of food. I know I talk about raw food a lot. That's obviously what I uh, full-heartedly stand by. But no matter what you're feeding, if you're feeding kibble, if you're feeding canned, raw, gently cooked, DOI, just rotate, rotate, rotate. Um, I don't care what, you know, what brand of kibble you're feeding, canned or whatever, just making sure you're getting a good rotation in. And even if you can't, like let's say your dog is just, you know, they're, they're on dry food and they just cannot, um, or maybe you just don't have any other foods available, just trying to get in at least 10% of some whole fresh foods into their diet, you know, some, whether that's, you know, some kind of meat or organ meat or, you know, some low glycemic vegetables and fruits, things like that, you know, it's really, really important. It can go an extremely long way. I say this all the time, don't be afraid to feed from the table. And I don't mean that literally. I'm just saying, you know, don't be afraid to give your dog bites of real food real fresh food, you know, ones that are safe for dogs. Variety is the spice of life. Jordan makes fun of me for saying this, but uh, I say it pretty frequently, but it is so important. And we talk about rotation, rotational feeding in the shop a lot. We've seen so much success with it. You know, I think that every species on the planet needs a good variety to some extent. I know there's, you know, the, the argument is the koala bears, koala bears, you know, they eat eucalyptus leaves, but actually that's not entirely true. They eat other kinds of leaves and bark and also termites so even even a species that has evolved on a island in the middle of nowhere and has uniquely evolved to eat just one thing still needs a variety so uh, that doesn't tell you anything but making sure we're, we're incorporating some whole foods into their diet regardless of what they're eating making sure that you're rotating through in my opinion, I think you should be rotating through not only different proteins or formulas, but also through different brands, at least three. Um, and at least three different proteins as well should be should be 
being rotated through. And again, this isn't something that you have to do like every single day. Some pe sometimes people, uh, maybe I, I'm not speaking clearly about it enough, but sometimes people think I mean like you're, every day you're feeding something different. No, that's not. I mean, Mozzie wouldn't do great because he's he's pretty sensitive. Actually, he's really sensitive, but he does great when I just every week I just do something different. He's never had any issues. So it you know it might be every two weeks. It might be you know at least every month. You know. Some people do every day, which is great, but I think over time is is the most important thing to kind of look at. Just making sure they're getting a good rotation of whole foods, getting a good rotation of different brands, and even different. Um, you know, if you're if you're feeding dry food and you want to add in some some raw food or you want to add in some canned food, air dried food, you know, things like that. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly, professional team and offer conventional as well as integrative medical options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, stem cell therapy and PRP, and more. Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, and Facebook to learn more about us. All right, so we have a question this week from uh, from one of our customers, and it's actually a really good question. Um, and I just went through this with someone else, um, another, another customer, another customer of mine. It's good timing. She uh, she wrote, "I see so many people feed their dogs that are having diarrhea. The vet recommended bland diet of white rice and boiled chicken. Can you explain why that isn't ideal and what a better option would be? Dogs dogs just go through stuff like they." no matter if just like humans do like it's not like every time you know we go it's perfect so dogs are the same way dogs eat some really gross stuff that we either notice or we don't notice oftentimes we do not and so they just they get into stuff that's you know they're facultative carnivores they're they're you know partial scavengers so it's 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 in their dna to do that and the best thing that i can recommend is just fasting them just don't feed them anything for at least 24 hours Give them fresh water, of course. Make that available to them. Do not do this for cats. This is not. This is for dogs specifically. But just fast them for 24 hours. Let their guts reset. Let them. Let their bodies do do its thing. And I would not. I don't recommend the rice. Um, the rice is inflammatory for their guts, so that's not going to help. And the chicken, you know, especially if they're not used to that or they haven't eaten it before, and you're just going to give them a full on like meal. Like it's just not on top of an already inflamed gut, like it's, it's not going to help. I've never seen it help by the way, but we, we often, we always recommend just fasting the dog for 24 hours. And I can't tell you, I mean, the, the percentage is so incredibly high. I mean, I would say it's over 99% of the time that works. It's as simple as that. And it's, it, for some people, it's really hard to do that, to fast their dogs for 24 hours. And I'm like, my dogs literally do that every single day. They eat once a day and they don't eat until you know, the morning of the next day. So it's, it's, to, it's the way their bodies, the way they have evolved is to, to gorge and then fast. It allows their bodies, like I said, to do other things, to fight off pathogens, to, to heal the gut, to create new cells. It's, it's, there's a whole bunch of things that can happen. And if you've read the forever dog, or you haven't read the forever dog, you should, um, they do talk about fasting in there and, and, and the importance, but boiled chicken, the old boiled and chicken and rice, I would not, um, I don't recommend that. And um, 
the best thing you can do. And it's, it's, it's hard because I think you want to help, you want to do something. And, and, and I, I've, I used to do this too, when Mozzie was a puppy and I've talked about this before and all his digestive issues, you know, I wanted, I threw everything at him. I threw every kind of supplement, every kind of food I read online that could help. It's just, it just never worked. And I'm telling you now, fasten your dog. Anytime they have an issue like that, it's not only, it's, it's, it's good for them to do anyways, especially if they're having some kind of inflammation in their gut or some having some kind of digestive issues with something to eat, like that's, it's going to be your best bet. So just make sure you have water available, fresh, always have fresh water available, but just withhold food from them for 24 hours and that should do it. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangs and fur pets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.